here at the start here, I have a little uh, bro thing I want to bring up. Oh, yeah. So, bro, um, <laughs> yeah. I think my lady might be into yeah. the bad boys. Uh-oh. Because I've noticed I get more smooches when I don't shower. Well, that is not sending the right signal to you <laughs> and your hygiene. Oh, well, it's it's a bell curve. Mm. Yeah, right, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Day one, shower, amount of smooches. Day two, no shower, smooch increase. Day mm. three, no shower, sm- smooches plummet again. Interesting. You know, I kind of get that too, actually, Come now that I think about it. When I when I you know take a hike or something and I come back and I'm a little just little little uh, pheromonish, shall we say a little swarthier than normal, sm- yeah a little swarthier I get a little mm-hmm. I got more smooches than I do when I'm freshly shaved so yeah that's a good point I think maybe under those conditions we're we're simulating manhood a little better than <laughs> we normally do <laughs> is that manhood wow. <laughs> All these years, I've never known. Turns out you just don't shower as much. Up and overcast. Well, hello again. Hello to Mr. you, Scott. Good How to hear you? from you. I'm 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 well. Um, just settling in. Good, 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 good. Ready for my nap? I uh, <laughs> excellent. Well, this is going to be a very exciting show then. Uh, I am settling in too. I I am largely over my cold. I had a experience tonight where I went to a our local naturopathic slash allopathic, uh, which is a word I just learned uh, a few weeks ago. Um place which is western medicine it's kind of they do just about a little bit of everything i walked in and there were five people in there including the person who's helping everyone and i said you know i had this cold and then i got better and then i got the stupid cold again and she said same thing happened to me and this guy walked past he's like same thing happened to me too so of five people in the store three of them were going through their second round of the same cold and we started to compare symptoms, and it's exactly the same. Well, that's legit. So, that's I, I think that would sure be comforting, is. wouldn't it? That it you know, was. It's just a thing going around. You're not some freak of nature who got you know bitten by a radioactive spider or something. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, the guy in there, he was all by him. He was by himself. I mean, he he gave off the vibe of a single guy, and he was com- he was visibly relieved. <laughs> He's like, really. You guys, yeah. Oh my God, that's incredible. That's great. He's like, whew, you know. So uh, yeah, so I'm here and uh, on the mend and um, very good. I yeah, think I had mentioned to... last week that my daughter was sick and I thought I was about to get it. Um, I did mm. not. I, I it passed right on over me and I I am doing fine. Knock on fake wood. Yes. Well, you know, it's that radioactivity that you have too and you that gives you that superhuman healing right I, I guess am i misremembering this i don't know i watch a lot of tv um so yeah it's good and uh i, I think the 
the one of the things we'll talk about in a little bit is is going on with me, but um, the other is that we are once again venturing into our basement, and you have been here mm-hmm. and seen our basement. Our basement fluctuates from a very well ordered mess into total chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year we think, okay, because we we we'd like to move, mm-hmm. and in order to do that, we, we got to get our crap a little bit in order. <laughs> so, um, so we can kind of get this stuff out the door. Yeah. The so uh, guys year, who show up to help you move, they don't come with a, <laughs> with a, with a bucket loader and just dump your right. belongings into <laughs> That's, a top loading, a truck of some kind and haul away. It actually has to be in boxes and be movable. By, right. Bipeds. It, Exactly. So every year we we head down to the basement around this time, and we we kind of push back against the flow, and we get to some some point near what we call the end of the the wall. So we get down to oh we're we're at the wall. Look we're at the wall. That's great. And then summer happens, and we go and do road trips, and and then by the time we get back to it, it's it's com- it's totally like a dis this moving creature that's that's grown out to all the edges of the space so yeah so yeah so we're about to do that and uh i uh i'll anything i find down there there's a whole bunch of stuff down there from uh um my my mother sent that it's part of my my high school stuff wow (laughs) yeah so uh i if i come across anything i'll pull it out and we can uh i can kind of share it now, how oh, how how attached do you feel? Were you missing that before it showed up? No, right, yeah, uh, not at all. <laughs> my sister, you know, my my sister sent it to me, and it's great. But my mom kept kept that stuff mm-hmm. for years, and I I didn't even know she kept it. I mean, it was in the it was in the attic, so she couldn't have gotten to it. I'm not really sure who it was for, but uh, you know, a, a little glimpse of some of that stuff is like oh look it's my uh it's my paper hat that i wore to this dance party that we went to hmm <laughs> well, that's great yeah and it's, it's like i don't cap. remember keeping mm-hmm. this why did why did it stay yeah, <laughs> in yeah existence? why did it stay and it's like did my mom find some value in this i'm like i didn't want this so uh there's just a whole bunch of boxes of of stuff down there that i haven't even looked through that um who knows? Who knows what's in there? Mm. Scary. Yeah. So I'll be sharing that too. But that's uh, that's kind of the big thing that's 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 starting to happen here. I think for us, and I'm starting to feel the, spring, the but... urge to get stuff organized, like an early spring fever. Oh, feeling. Yeah. Uh, I think this happens to me regularly after the holiday season. About a month in, I'm like, oh, tired of the place still being a mess from the end of the of last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Let's just change stuff, you know, and and I'd really like to right. completely do redo our living room. Um we added a uh an electronic piano this Christmas. Um and it's pretty dang wide. It's as wide as a couch and uh we already have a couch and it's now wedged between the wall and the couch and so we got some rearranging <laughs> to do. That's some of the stuff that's going on. Um, why don't I have another thing to talk about along those lines? But why don't we move into uh, a a segment bumper to sort of uh, better define what that is? 
My favorite freakout. Yes. So, in um, a few, oh, maybe a week and a week and a half to two weeks, uh, my lovely wife, who has been on this show, um, is going off on a uh, Buddhist retreat for about a week and a half. Mm. And, um, yeah. And she does this pretty regularly, once a year. I think she did this last year, too. And during that time, we're, we're completely out of contact, um, largely because she's off in the mountains in California. There's just no, no service out there. So we have no contact. And um, last weekend, she went away for the day. It's kind of an amazing thing. She woke up at 5 in the morning and uh, drove to Canada for a day retreat and then drove back, which I find amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a little little experience during that one day of what I know my week and a half is going to be. And it was what it was last year. I think you and I talked about it even last year where I I lived alone. I, I was single for many, many, many years and had a pretty good life of it. I, I, yeah. I ate regularly. I, and you would think <laughs> that that would be like a, a muscle, a memory that just springs right. back whenever you need it. That just springs back. It, it's, it's gone. I, uh, she goes, <laughs> I have no idea how to eat. I don't know how to fix food. I, I, I don't know where to go to dinner. <laughs> it's just, it's, just, it's stress. And even in that one day that she was gone, I was, I just was like, I woke up too late. I slept in too late. Um, I, I guess cause no one woke me up. I have no idea why, or I don't know how to set an alarm anymore. Yeah. And, and uh, to stayed be, up. And to be clear, that's not some, uh, fifties uh, nuclear family thing where you literally, everything is all home things are decided for you. In the right. normal course of your relationship, it's <laughs> right. that you two are just constantly collaborating daily on everything. Yes. yes. And yes. then when your collaborator's missing, I just am it, lost. I just, it's like a it's I, like I, a, a computer <laughs> without a hard drive or something. Yeah, yeah. I I can't make any decisions. I I'm I I I just sit around when I. I was so happy because she came back early and I, right about the time that she texted me on Saturday that she was coming back early, I was just staring out the window going, what am I going to eat for dinner? As if there was nowhere. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Do, um, do I order something? And I just started thinking like when I was single, I didn't go out to dinner every night. What? I don't even know what I ate. But I, I must have eaten something. I didn't live on Subway every night. I, I don't. It's completely confusing to me what it was that I used to do. I have no memory of it. Fascinating. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping I survive that week. The last time last year she went away, I it was just a complete disaster because I didn't I, I didn't eat well. I'd it would be nine thirty at night, and I think, oh, I'm, why well, I'm feeling really uh, really worn down. Did I eat dinner? Oh no, I didn't eat dinner. Like I just can't. Like, why? Why? Why won't my body say it's dinner time? Like she isn't the one that's 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 coming to me and saying, "Honey, right. it's dinner." Yeah, yeah, you're not coming <laughs> you home know? from work, putting your legs up on the coffee table, and then a plate is set in your lap. <laughs> right. That's not the situation. 
No, it's not at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what it what's broken in my in my brain and uh um mm. so I'm wondering it, when now it's a little different when you go away. I think when when I'm yeah. in a hotel by myself, it's it's a really nice little environment that you can set up. And I think you you really get into setting up your hotel environment, right? Oh yeah, uh, um I have a bit of a a kind of a a, a reverse anxiety. Um mm-hmm. because I, Jane and I are, you know, sharing everything about parenting and running the house and doing everything. We're both full-time employed people with busy jobs that suck a lot of the life out of us. And we get home and we divvy up the things that have to be done and make sure the kids are taken care of and that we spend time with them and all these other things. And so when I'm away, I'm there worrying Will Jane be able to do anything because we're not both there to take care <laughs> right. of things? Will the will yeah. will the cat um, get in the house? Will will um, you know? Just I I'm racked with anxiety about what's going on at home because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And what's going on at home is. Just the normal things. Everything's going right. fine. There is no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but right. it, so when I leave, it's this freedom. Yeah. Woo. And I get on the road and I get to a hotel and I'm in the hotel for exactly half an hour before the an- anxiety brick drops on my head. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening at home? I miss my family. <laughs> and I think when you were here visiting last year, I, I think you went through that too, where you were like, oh, I. I guess uh, no one's contacted me today. Um, guess everyone's okay. <laughs> no, that's not my first thought. But oh, you think? Oh, that's. I yeah. assume the house is burned down and everybody's dead. <laughs> right. Right. What other excuse could there possibly be? Yeah, that's 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 uh, yeah, that's a good point. Of course. Um, what am I thinking? Mm. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, um, but I guess you never left in the house alone. Really, you don't get, you don't get a any period of time where Jane and the kids go off somewhere. You're just. No, that that's, yeah, that's pretty rare because they, they all are old enough that they have their independent things they're doing and they're not always doing them together. So it's not like when they were, it's not like when they were under 10, they were all under 10 years old and wherever one of us went, the, uh, the children always went with. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Me home alone. I'm trying to remember when last that happened been a long time <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure and i might not be, know what to do just like <laughs> yeah well just imagine it i mean so that's that's the that's the the mind game you can play is like jane goes away for a week with the kids and they're like what what <laughs> it's just it's so weird it's just the strangest thing and the fact that i experienced it in in less than a day middle of the afternoon i was like well i'm lost i don't know <laughs> Like outside wandering in my underwear, like, do you have any food? You know, just like, what's my name? Where do I live? I have no, like, no concept. And uh, it's just truly strange. And I think it, I think it has to do, I think it's a mental thing too, because it's not like, um, you know, when she's at work, I'm at home. I eat lunch. I, Mm -hmm. I do all the things I need to do. And then she comes home. I think it's just knowing that like, oh, it's. This is it. You're on your own, dude. Yeah, I think it's just when you had a very symbiotic uh, 
um, you know, relationship with somebody and it's, yeah. it's going to be like that. Well, as you know, we process a lot mm-hmm. more than uh, anyone else. We were talking about this, um, just this week, just about how much we, someone, she went out with some, some couple and, and they were asking, uh, the woman asked, yeah, I really love Seattle. I feel like I'm home here. What, what do you think, sweetie? Do you, do you feel that way too? And she was like, how do they, how have they never talked about this? And I said, <laughs> honey, it's because we talk about everything. <laughs> That's true. You, you, you two talk out loud and collaborate <laughs> yes. on, on what is, what might more on average be an internal monologue. Yeah, exactly. So you're both like com- you know you're, you're both collaborating on each everything. other's inner monologues a lot. And yeah. and so that's going to feel a little weird when it stops. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's unusual really for it to feel weird when that stops. Yeah, it's really weird. But so my so I guess my brain has been rewired in this way that uh I just um yeah, don't uh Yeah, and in some ways that's promising that at our age our brains can still be rewired if necessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Might take um, eight years, sort of work. but it can be done. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where where I am. Um, just uh, I think the next, uh, not the next podcast, but the time after that, I will be here, um, a- alone, and hopefully, you know, not eating my own foot because I can't find any food in the house. Um, I remember there's, <clears throat> you know, why, why I thought about this, but I. I lived in uh, Washington, D.C. with um, two friends of mine who were a couple. And she uh, made, a, made all the meals. They were great meals. And my brain got wired to that. And then she went away for a day. And I remember the two of the two dudes looking in the fridge full of food <laughs> and saying, there's nothing in here. This is hopeless. We're going to die. Yeah. W- <laughs> what are we going to do? And I think we had mustard sandwiches. I'm not even making it up. <laughs> I think we we're like, well, there's really good mustard and there's bread. Well, we're set. Two ingredients. She came that, back and yeah, that's cooking, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's right. And she came back. She's like, what do you, what do you mean? There's nothing in there. I left. Look how much food there is. And we we're like, we couldn't see past anything. We're like, I don't know this whole bunch of. I don't know what this stuff is. It's it's plants and and animal matter. Which you can't eat this. <laughs> this would be terrible. So. uh yeah, so that's uh, that's that's my life right now. Well, I think it'll be interesting to hear how your experiment goes with a longer yeah, period thanks. of time. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, okay, well, um, with that passed, um, anything more to say about that uh, topic? Being single, being alone. I knew you when you were single, and uh, I don't remember how you lived either, but. Um, <laughs> I I barely remember your your single apartment. I, well, I went to it was it many empty, times, but yeah, furniture and the refrigerator would have um, some leftover um, Taco Bell and yeah. a bag of um, r- r- Ruffles chips. No, it, <laughs> it, was the, it was the total barren single person's. Single young person's environment, and uh, right. I remember when my sister first visited Jane and I after we 
moved in together and suddenly there's a whole human type um living arrangement where there's furniture and <laughs> couches and the kitchen has equipment in it and the beds are you know have appropriate coverings on them and <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it doesn't look like a halfway house for drug addicts <laughs> right the bed's not on the floor you mean and it's actually was, elevated off the floor yeah my yeah. sister was like said to jane gosh i never thought scott would live this way <laughs> <laughs> wow and I wasn't sure what she meant I said what do you mean she, she said normal <laughs> wow you and know, I, it's, uh, it's not that I didn't know that that stuff was missing from my living arrangement I just figured I'd get to it someday well I think that's the thing and I, I lived that way too and I didn't have anything on the walls for instance when when Joe first moved in and I just figured oh you know I, it's a work in progress I'll, I'll get there mm-hmm. but years and years pass and you just you don't right um, you know and it's it's like oh it's the weekend do I want to replace this table I got from Target or do I want to go do this nah, yeah this table's fine and you know things never change so one of the weird things that um used to happen to my my single them apartments um was that i think i've told you this my mom used to drive over to my apartment when i wasn't there and clean it <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah and it wasn't an agreement we had it wasn't anything where she'd say hey can i come over and clean I would just show up and my apartment would be cleaned and my clothes would be put away. And I'd think, well, this is weird. That is the strangest burglary. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that just, that kind of shows you the, the strange relationship I I had with my mom because I'd call her and say, well, I, you know, I, you please don't do that. I mean, thank you. The place looks great, but, um, don't you don't need to come over here and <laughs> clean up my things. Yeah, and this, at the same period of time my when I was at work, <clears throat> my dad would drive over and take my car in for an oil change. Well, this is <laughs> people who are used to taking care of you and weren't sure what to do yeah. when you weren't there to take care of anymore. I don't think this yeah. is that different than you not knowing what to do when Joe's gone for a day. Yeah, probably probably the same thing, but it was just a it was just a weird, like, there wasn't any communication around it. There wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, my dad didn't say, uh, hey, you know what? I, I'm i going to take your car and oil change. You know, I'm just out in the neighborhood. I'd probably say, oh, that's a great. Thanks. I would just show up. Sometimes I'd go to my car and it wouldn't be there. And I'm like, hmm. And I'd, you know, think, okay. And I'd go back in and call my mom. Does, does dad have my car? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's down at Conrad's. Right, yeah. Yeah, it'll be back in half an hour. Well, maybe the less charitable way of looking at that is they just didn't have any faith you'd be able to pull this off on your own. Well, that's what I wonder, too. That's exactly what I think. I'm like, is it because they just want to take care of me, or is it because they're like, well, he's never going to clean his apartment or take care of his car? So when I I moved to Seattle, I had no—I remember the first time I got an oil change, uh, and the mechanic was like— how long has it been since you've had an oil change and had your tires rotated? And I'm like, 
uh, I don't know. <laughs> is, that, is that something you have to do? And he's like, yeah, that's something you have to do. So because so, of that, you actually did, because of this unrequested support that continued after moving out on your own, there were gaps in your, yeah, competence yeah. at living of being an independent person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've had to teach myself everything about cars I've had to know to, mm. to, to, to actually maintain one. Right, and you started and, later than you would have otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think I've even probably texted you a few times, hey, whoa, how when your car does this? <laughs> what? Yeah, and it's what? interesting why, 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 why I had acquired those things was it, my dad had a very different philosophy. Um, when I was 18, he bought me a a, a, 70, a bitchin' 72 Camaro, mm-hmm. an, an awful lot like the one in in Transformers. Oh, the movie, oh you know, nice. But, I don't, yeah. Oh, it was orange instead of yellow, but had the black racing stripes and the Krager mags, and it was all beat up. He bought it for $300. <laughs> Wow. And it showed, you know, <laughs> it's about what it was worth. <laughs> and so here you go, son. Here's your keys to this piece of junk that literally should not be <laughs> on a road. Wow. And I had to do so much stuff to that car so often. <laughs> Just to make it run. That I was, that then I knew, that I knew these things um, so yeah, very different, very different approach. Yeah, it's, that's a very different approach. I, I think that that approach probably would have served me better than the one I. Oh, I don't know. I think I, had. I think I mean, they're both harsh in their own ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Good. Good point. <clears throat> I'll take your point on that. Somewhere in the middle probably is the best. Yes. Like maybe work yeah. together on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. At some point, maybe right. we could collaborate on this, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, was he was he just talking, hoping you'd you'd pick this stuff up and learn it on your own? Or I mean, I think he'd solve the problem of me it? needing a car for three hundred dollars, oh, okay. and he was done. Yeah. Right. I mean, to him, this was this was nothing. This is this is a guy who who would tear him and his brother would tear a motor apart, take it down to the machine shop, and hone out the cylinders and put the car back together, and it would run. Right. Okay. So that's the kind of wow car culture that side of the family came from. So I guess he just assumed that it would be no problem for me, even though he, I'd never really <laughs> done any of these things with him. So That's, that's incredible. That explains a lot. Yeah. I bought so, a lot of uh, shop manuals, a lot of, <laughs> yeah. did you enjoy it though? I mean, did you enjoy, enjoy working on it? I enjoyed it the result of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not, not the extra when work. A thing, when a thing is broken and then you fix it, um, feels good yeah i can see that i can see that for sure so yeah um yeah well that's awesome okay well then uh Mm -hmm. i think that's uh that's good for that let's uh let's move on because you once again have some uh music for us i sure do all right music in rear view 
Tonight I have a pretty light thing. This is, um, although it's a bit scary, uh, if you think about mm -hmm. it from a time perspective, um, I'm going to call this section three cheese medley. We're going back <laughs> to, uh, going back to 1976. Um, and the popular music that was being played, or at least that I remember, as, you know, from the perspective of a 12, 13 year old kid of what was being played a lot. And I'm just going to rifle through these three tracks and then we'll, we'll, let's talk about them. How's that sound? All right. Sounds good. Okay. This first one is from Casey and the Sunshine Band, and this is called Keep It Coming." Okay, and our next one mm. is from the Bay City Rollers. This one everybody knows. Saturday night. Mm. And our last uh, cheese and our three cheese medley is uh, by Captain <laughs> and Tennille. 
shop around. Mm-hmm, you better shop around. Woo! There's some things that I want you to know now. Just as sure as the wind's gonna blow now. The men will come and the men are gonna go now. Before you tell them that you love them so now. My mama told me you better shop around. Antoniel Chaparral. Fantastic. Now, um, I, I stuck all those together because they represent what just the the lightheartedness, cheesiness, novelty act niche of the pop music in that mm-hmm. era. And they all sound very similar in their way, you know? Yeah. They all have yeah. the same... <clears throat> I don't know if it's the same time signature or what it is, but they all kind of remind me of each other. Yeah, yeah. And what I think so interesting about that is obviously they seem kitschy and uh, novelty actish to us now. But I th- now I was only twelve or thirteen at the time, but they seemed that way then too. But they were very popular. <laughs> And I was thinking about that. It's like they were like novelty <sighs> acts even then. I mean, Captain and Tennille, they were literally a lounge act. Yes. That got a TV show. Oh. Right. Casey and the Sunshine Band was always just practically kids' music. Um, right. And Bay City Rollers, I don't know. Maybe they were like an early version no, of they... Journey or something, but they were just. Almost from a different era. The Bay City Rollers are almost like from the 50s. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, that's, especially that song, mm-hmm. once it gets into the in, into the, the song part of it. That's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought about that before, but you're right. I I obviously listened to uh, all of those songs. They yeah, were... are they fresh in your memory that you, they're, they're there? Those are things mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. certainly heard a lot. I yes. think I even had that Casey and the Sunshine Band single. I think that was the B side of uh, of one of their other hits. So one of the things I love about doing this podcast is it causes me to remember things that I I don't I've never thought about. I haven't thought about in years. And when I start remembering them, I get really confused as to why they were happening. But I had a music class in uh, junior high school. Was it junior high school? 10 maybe it was in maybe it was in elementary school even must have been elementary school yeah it was elementary school so i had a music class in elementary school um and one of the things that was in this class was this little room that you could go into and listen to pop music records singles i don't know why that was part of music you had to sign up so while everyone else was doing things, you were just in this little booth listening to... to was it like a study hall thing, an, an adjunct to the library, or was it in the music department? No, it was, it was actually in the music department. Everyone else would be doing whatever they were doing, and you could 
you could sign out to jump in this room and listen to these these albums i don't understand what the point of that was but now that i think of it but uh these were all songs these were all things that i that were in there um that i would listen we'd listen to all the time i mean mm-hmm. but even at the time i remember i i didn't listen to them even in music class thinking oh this is this is what's going on right now they were all just sort of like oh this is even at i guess i was 10 years old at the time even even then i was like Oh, these are kind of stupid, but I, I like them. <laughs> so <laughs> even as a 10-year-old, I was like, oh, this is all sort of, no, this is not the cool stuff, but uh, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was just kind of the thing that was pop culture at the time. Uh, yeah. Kitschiness, cheesiness, because um, 1976 was also the bicentennial. Oh, yeah, And I remember right. thinking, boy, this thing is mm. just... Boy, I thought Christmas was over-commercialized. This bicentennial thing is off the charts, you know? Seriously. So much super, super crappy bicentennial merchandise and just every, everything. Every yeah, product uh, that had is, been labeled, you know, with some bicentennial theme. It was just... Yeah. That summer is lodged in my memory for that, too. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll always remember the summer of 76 because of that, because... All the ice cream was red, white, and blue, and everything was just, you know, <laughs> you just got sick of it. As, as a kid, you're like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't care about this. Uh, it, yeah. it, it was so over the top that I couldn't take it seriously. So it a, right. I, you know, Bicentennial is 200 years. That's a, that's a, that's a great anniversary, and, and this is how we do this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I thought the yeah. adults were serious people. <laughs> but here's the scary part about 1976 and how vividly mm. we remember it. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long ago 1976 was? I'm not going to do math right now. I, that would okay, be well, I'm going to lay the math on you. In, now, <laughs> All this right. is painful. 1976, uh-huh. William, was 40 yeah. years ago. Wow, that's crazy. And you remember it like it was yesterday. Which oh, means do. you are old. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that, everything that hit me in the this. stomach. When I was making this, I'm thinking, 76, oh, this will be cool. And then when I did the math on how long ago it was, it like is like visceral. Oh. Yeah. I'm old. Especially... Yeah, well, especially... And this was a... This is a I'm glad you did this, because this is a perfect the perfect year so i don't know if i mean obviously in the 80s it was a whole different thing but of my childhood i don't think that there's a year that if someone said hey you know what's happening in 1977 um but 76 i just and it maybe it's the bicentennial something about 76 and these these music i remember so vividly <laughs> like i knew all of the lyrics to these three things as you played them <laughs> like how do i know that i've never right. listened to casey and the sunshine band Wait, yeah, why can I sing along to this? <laughs> right. Why am I singing to Bay City Rollers as you're doing this? Like, that's weird. Well, Bay City Rollers <laughs> I know about because that, of course, has been used over and over and reused in different cultural things. More recent, more recent, more recent. Right. Um, one of my favorite examples of where that was used was in uh, Mike Myers' movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer from the 90s. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. Uh, great scene where he's playing his his father- 
um, Scottish <laughs> Scottish guy from yeah, the old country. Right. Yeah, uh, dancing to the Bay City Rollers in his San Francisco apartment. Yeah, and Captain and Tennille, I, um, I, I, it's a little shameful to admit this now, but I was a tremendously huge Captain and Tennille fan. I had all of their albums and listened to them all the time, and watched the uh, the, the TV show. I certainly watched the the TV show. Yeah, I was I was a huge fan back then, and uh, and, and now I think. Unless I'm misremembering this, I, the captain never spoke either, right? He was very was taciturn. I think that part of the shtick was, yeah, he he would have one word or something. Yeah, he'd yeah. go like, "Yep." Yeah, so that was also part of it. He always wore that hat, mm-hmm. and he didn't speak much, if at all. I, I don't remember what the show was about. Did they have skits or? They had skits. It was a variety. It was a variety show, like kind of like the Vicky Lawrence show. Um, mm-hmm. was, that, was that a show? Uh, yeah, that was a show. Yeah, that yeah, there was Car- there was a Carol Burnett show. And Carol Burnett show with Vicky Lawrence on it, right? Um, yeah, in that vein, yeah, there were skits. There was there were mostly mostly music acts. You know, I think there was a rotation between Captain and Tennille's show and Donnie and Marie's show. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, Donnie and Marie. Wow! And if you missed Glenn Campbell on one, next week he'd probably be on the other. <laughs> you could get- Catch him on the other, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to the variety show? That just that was really well, they, a it, thing. They there tried was... to bring it back every once in a while, didn't? I think they tried one with Katy Perry. I think they tried one with um, uh, several of these pop stars and hmm. That was really the thing. I mean, it was for me. It was I was I was pretty young when all this was going on, but I remember I remember that stuff. They I also remember. <laughs> Boy, this is really a tangent. Shields and Yarnell. Oh yeah, they were a. You remember them? I do. They were also of our variety show, and they were mimes. Yes, which is also weird. So, like everyone, if you could do anything, eventually you'd end up with a variety show. It's basically what it, would happen. It, it seemed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't thought about that. Donnie Marie at the same time, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a I was a huge fan. So I mean, listening to Shop Around really brought back uh, a lot <laughs> for me from that period of time. And I did have the Donnie and Marie album, believe it or not, as well. And I was going to throw one of those in there and make it a four cheese medley. Oh my gosh! I had decided that it's a lot of cheese. That this was actually a little on the nose because <laughs> yeah. they never wrote any of their own songs. Right. They were just playing right. standards, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about it. So that's totally yeah. a novelty act. They weren't even performing they weren't their even own doing songs. Music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So you know, <clears throat> one more tangent about the uh, cheese medley that I will bring up that has nothing to do with anything. Um. So keeping in line with the, you know, the general theme of this podcast week to week. Um, do you remember for quite a while, you and I would send each other the same cheese sandwich in the mail? Do you remember this? I remember maybe doing it once. They're saying this was a 
More we than did once. it a few times. Any time that we had to. Now, where was I living, though? That's weird because it wasn't Seattle. But anytime we had to mail each other something, which we tended to do a lot, I don't know why we were doing that, that cheese sandwich would end up in there. And I just, I'd throw it in my my freezer and I'm like, well, next time I'm sending him something, that cheese sandwich is going in there. Until I, I think finally it was just like, we can't, I, I can't do this. <laughs> right. Well, eventually you, you, the, you come up. Uh, run afoul of postal regulations. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're so. not allowed to, you know, send dangerous substances through the mail. Yeah, but that's uh, when I first saw that. I'm like, oh yeah, cheese sandwich. I wonder whatever, whatever became of that. But that's um, well, I'll go dig around the freezer. It's probably back there. <laughs> look for it. But I think that all started because um, when we used to do music together, we would uh, we came up with that cheese sandwich joke. You're right because with one of our, because our, our files, our, our, our recalcitrant mm. computer would turn our music uh, endeavors into cheese sandwiches. Into cheese sandwiches, yeah. So I can't load this. That's it's a cheese is. sandwich. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's the other thing that's brought back is like, oh my god, that's that's so such a random thing for us to do. Um, it's just and I think I I think I was a recipient of the first cheese sandwich, and it was like, what is this? Oh, it's a cheese sandwich. <laughs> it just it has made sense. It's like not okay. a dynamic studio file, but a cheese sandwich. <laughs> no, a cheese sandwich. Back in the fridge it goes for the next time. So I have no idea what what we were mailing each other, but apparently a lot. Um I've no idea what we were doing. That's that's been wiped from my memory by by the feds, I think. But I'm sure you could recite the lyrics to Muskrat Love for us right now because oh, that's in there. Yeah. Muskrat, muskrat, candlelight. Doing the town and doing it right. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so why don't we wrap this thing up for the night? Um, All right. And, uh, That's a good, good note to go the, out on. <laughs> a good one to go out on. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So can I bother you to tell people how they can contact us, find our show notes, stuff like that? Absolutely you can. Uh, you can find us at upandovercast.com or at facebook.com slash upandovercast or you can write us at podcast at upandovercast.com. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. See you next week. All right. Hey, don't age. Uh, well, the, the as they say, the alternative is is not as good. <laughs>